0: All right, people, what is going on? It's your man, LD, back at it again. And tonight, we're doing uh, really a, a two, a double first, I suppose. Uh, we're really breaking a lot of molds here. Uh, my first kind of immediate reaction podcast, I suppose, re- eh, i done some to movies, but to sports at least. But also, uh, I am being joined not only by producer Nick, but by one of you people at home, one of the listeners, one of the old disciples, uh, Mike, Big Mike, Mike, the Packers fan. Mike, the elder disciple. Mike, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing great. You know what? I feel I feel really good about that win. There were some areas in the first half um, that were kind of rough, but I mean, we can get into it. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, um, no, no problem. I,
0: I appreciate your support and desire to be on the show. It's it's awesome. yeah. yeah. Uh, now, now, before we get into the game, let me. I had two, two, maybe three questions for you, but they might they might worm out. Who who knows? Firstly, uh, so you're a Packers fan. What's the story there? Are you from the Packer area? I'm not, so I'm not going to, like, shame you for something like that. But but give me your, your history as a Packers fan.
1: So, uh, you know, I've been a Packers fan since birth. Um, I actually have never lived in Wisconsin, but all my family mm-hmm. is from the Midwest. All from okay. the Minnesota area, the Wisconsin area. So that's just kind of how I grew up. So, like, I'm all thing Wisconsin, you know, Bucks.
0: Badgers, all that, and haven't we ever looked back since? so. Yeah, that's impressive. See, my my dad, uh, I get it from my dad, who's a diehard Packers fan. But he he's from Italy. He's not from like the Midwest oh, at all. Okay. Just so, just so happens the first thing he ever saw on American television uh, was the Ice Bowl, uh, wow. and that just yeah, and that just made him a Packers fan, which is really funny because that was Lombardi's second to last game. So mm-hmm. like they kind of had a long stretch of uh, of just irrelevancy after that until Favre came in. So I always said, like, he had every right to, like, give up. Like, he was five years oh, yeah. old. He just – he was like, I like this team, you know what I mean? So it's it's a miniature miracle that I'm sitting here a, a Packers fan instead of an Eagles fan like my producer over here. Oh, okay. oh that's awesome. That's cool. Did you just say producer, Nick? Uh, it's like you're like, – like you almost just said your title. I said, like I, I said no, that's right. No, i okay, I didn't know. I didn't really hear you. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, Mike. And then I had another question. Uh, very egocentrical. What brought you to g- – give me a little bit of, very similar to your history as a Packers fan. Your history as an old disciple. What brought you to the table? What's kept you here? You know what I mean? Uh, uh, give, me, give me a little background there.
1: Well, I mean, the, you know, the right answer is going to be the wheels, you know, the driving mm-hmm. with your legs. That, you mm-hmm. know driving with your knees that's the real answer that's what hooked me on to you and then i started reading some of your blogs and um you know i i can appreciate your tweets so i mean that's kind of why i'm here i saw you on uh the yak i don't know how long ago that was but that yeah, was you know all good stuff
0: so yeah, yeah no it's
1: gonna been a part of it you know we've had some dms here and there mm-hmm. um so yeah
0: Awesome, awesome. What a, now, now, Nick? As somebody who's been my friend uh, since like seventh grade, I, you know, I'd go out and say best friend. How does it feel for you to know that I have like fans that like want to do It's, it's not like it's not.
2: It's no disrespect to anybody, of course. It's just, it's just to me, it's just strange because I've known you forever. So to well, me, I, I just know you as like I know you as my friend from home. Like you're just my friend from life. I've known you forever.
0: Well, it's funny because I've been recognized three times in person. And one really? of the, and, and twice was awesome. The third time I went to Wawa and when I left, I just got a message, a DM from somebody just saying what I was wearing. And like, Oh, that's what funny. The, yeah. That's the vehicle I was in and I was just like, like, I, I wasn't like, you know, I'm a six foot three man. I'm not like a five foot five girls, Twitter celebrity. Like I don't got anything to worry about. in, in a physical sense, but at the same time I was like, you, you could have approached me or so, or, or even just messaged me and said, like, oh, hey, I saw you at the Wawa. I literally got a message that was just, like, Aaron Nola jersey, headband on, in, in the gray <laughs> basketball shorts. I was like, this is, this is a little uncomfortable, you know? You feel like you're getting spotted at the grocery store.
2: And before you guys get into it, Mike, just out of curiosity, where are you from? I'm from Vista, California. Oh, California.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I mean,
1: I've only lived here for about uh, five years. I'm actually moving to Tempe, Arizona. Okay. Home of the oh, Devils, in West
2: Coast.
1: Yeah, Wait, but, what's uh, bringing you to
0: Arizona, Mike? If you, if you feel like shit. Uh, so, I went uh, to GCU uh, in Glendale, and uh, I went Is that to Grand from, Canyon uh, University. Grand Canyon University. Are yeah. they the ones that do like the Silent Night thing, or am I way off on that? I think you're way off on that, <laughs> but we do have the Havoc. Uh, uh, the Havocs.
1: Have you heard of the Havocs? Like we're super loud. Like. Yeah, yeah, no, but like you guys That's don't do that you're... thing
0: where like you turn your back and then like when the 20th point gets scored, you go nuts. Like, no, this is one I of those. I don't know things. the
1: university that does that, but I'm pretty yeah. sure you're a Christian university as well. Um, yeah, it's
0: one of those things. I don't know how, I, I don't know your age, Mike, and you don't need to throw it out there, but like as a 27 year old man, I grew up like g- coming home from school, no streaming services yet, anything like that. I was like, mm-hmm just watching sports center right when you got home and right. you always saw those stories, you know, it's right, like every right, year right. it's like, Oh, this is the story again about the, the, the Catholic high school that stay. I obviously I know GCU was in a high school, but like stay silent right. because a drunk, you know, th- there's always something, there's always some some good tales with that. You, right, you guys right. just have a, a known fan base. Is that it?
1: Yeah. The Havocs. The Havocs. They, they get pretty crazy there for a Christian school. Let's just say that.
0: No. Oh, wow. Now, now how close is GCU to the actual grand Canyon?
1: uh three and a half hours
0: all right uh, is it the closest <laughs> college to the grand canyon
1: no it's n- no it's not because you got nau up in flagstaff that's even closer
0: ah <laughs> oh, see like i just i don't know that's got to be tough like uh, you know i'm just spitballing here but if you were named like great wall of china university like a chinese college like you'd right. want to be closest to that wall you know what yeah, i mean exactly. like you yeah. Yeah, i'm just saying have you, have you ever been to las vegas mike uh i have uh i've gone to the airport Okay. Now that's respectable. There's, there's plenty of places that I say. I've I still want to go,
1: you know, I haven't like, mm-hmm. I mean I've driven through it a bunch of times you know, when I was a kid and I was not of legal age. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I definitely want to head back there sooner. you know, I'm going to be in Arizona. I think there'll be a lot of opportunities to head up that way.
0: Yeah. There uh, there's like something on the strip. I, I don't, I don't know like if it's super advertised or I've just ran into it a bunch, but they advertise like a helicopter ride from las vegas to the grand canyon and back as like oh. a tour and my all-time dream has been to make enough money on the tables that like at six in the morning heading back to my hotel room i just pay one of those guys to like take oh, me yeah. in a friend to the grand canyon and back via the air i just yeah
1: that would, yeah, that would be awesome
0: it's got to be majestic but all right let's let's get into the packers now we, we we've talked enough arizona things of that nature you know, uh, me, me and you, we, we, we've been trying to, originally we were going to do this as like a season preview, but, but right. you know, some, some things didn't necessarily play out uh, perfectly, but, but I, I feel like we got a good time getting together now after game two. Week one was just a shit show. It was, You know, throw, was. Th- throw that game away. I mean, how long now? I mean, that's the thing. I feel like every football fan ever says like, oh, our team, we always play that one bad game every year, but I mean, every team. Of has a really bad game every year. Hopefully, mm-hmm. that was ours. I mean, it, it was kind of demoralizing to see the Bucks, or I'm sorry, the Saints just not look that good against the Panthers this weekend. Yeah, but no, it's pretty depressing. Yeah, I think no. it
1: was, you know, a lot of it, and I think you, a lot of the writers have, you know, been saying this, and I think you had a tweet mm-hmm. about it too about the fourth uh, preseason game. And I really truly think that's what it yeah. was. Like, we looked lost out there, like that wasn't even. Um, Like, the games we played last year, you know, that were bad, that was way worse than those.
0: Yeah. Bad. No, th- this reminded me of, like, those, like, last years of McCarthy, like, mm-hmm. when either Rodgers was hurt or, like, like, you know, the year Jordy Nelson had his torn ACL. This just reminded yeah. me of, like, one of those years where, like, we, we were lucky to make the playoffs, and meanwhile we're going up against, like, the 49ers or somebody. Yeah. Like, obviously the Saints aren't that good, but we just – we look like we didn't have a chance, you know what I mean? Not a chance Mm -hmm. to move the ball. Also like there's one of those games every other year, it seems where it's like, you know, the announcers don't stop Aaron Rodgers has thrown only 17 passing yards uh, in the first half. Oh my, you know, I, I, there was that one against Denver a couple years ago, uh, another one against the 49ers, I think two years ago, Mm -hmm. Uh, to be honest, I, I I know obviously, you know, every, every regular season game matters uh, to the utmost extent, but I'm kind of fine washing the first game of the season, especially with the extended schedule, if it means less injuries, less wear and tear in the preseason. Mm. I kind of hate the preseason. It's just people getting hurt. It's just kind of an excuse for bad things to happen almost. Right. But let let me ask you this, Mike, before we continue kind of talking about where we are. How do you feel? What what was your pulse on the whole Aaron Rodgers situation in the offseason? How did you feel personally? how how'd you feel as a Packer fan?
1: Yeah, I've always been a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. I know some of the things he does, you know, how he lives his life and stuff like that, I don't agree with. But as a football player mm-hmm. and as a teammate, I think he is one of the best out there. Um, so, obviously, I wanted him back. Now, I don't know what's going to happen next year, but mm-hmm. I kind of thought with this whole thing, you know, with him and Devontae, they're posting the last dance. Mm-hmm. uh, Instagram stories, you know, I kind of thought, Hey, this is it. Now I've mm-hmm. been saying that as a Packers fan for the last two years. Yeah. The last there, two years. It, I'm like, like, this isn't like it. This is a year that we can actually, um, reasonably like obtain it,
0: you know, the super, yeah. but I mean, I, I don't mean to be that guy with excuses or anything, but it really felt like last year was our year until Bakhti got hurt. You know? Yeah,
1: no. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. So, yeah, like I wanted Aaron Rodgers here, but the more and more, you know, I kind of see how he handles himself in this situation and and how, you know, you know, it comes down to he's probably just greedy like most humans are. But mm-hmm. like, I mean, let's go on, you know, this, this season with Rodgers. Let's see how he does. He's probably not going to be with us next year. I'm glad he's with us this year because I mean that gives us the best chances of winning when he, yeah. when he's under yeah. center. Um, I, I mean, I thought he had an okay game tonight.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I thought he looked pretty game. good. I mean, he—it's so weird with him, just because I feel like like the last five years in general, there's been game. You know, he had kind of those two down years. One was kind of uh, injury related. The other, I think it was uh, maybe. What was it? Uh, um, was it uh Matt Lafleur's first season when everybody kind of after that year is when everybody kind of counted him out as being like all that good anymore? It seems. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. And then like his second year, he went off under Lafleur's offense, and now the third year, like this is when he's really supposed to go off.
0: Yeah, and I, I think he definitely looked a lot better today. I, I do think, um, you know, the team still misses having big Dave Bakhtiori in there. It's, it's tough whenever you have the best left tackle and football out. But Rodgers, you definitely see him uh, needing to get into rhythm a little bit more. And and I've seen that. The, the two things that I'll give, or I guess I'll, I'll give Rodgers, like, credit for three things, I'd say, in terms of this offseason and him personally in terms of more with, like, football than anything else. But, like, yeah. I, I do think – you know, he's a good teammate. I, I think really the, the issues we saw were more with like him in the organization or the front office. Like, yeah. I do think he rides a lot for those younger guys, like Alan Lazard and, and MVS. I do think he had a big part to play in kind of trusting them. Rob Tanyan, uh, of course, as well. Great catch, um, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That, that was just a perfect catch. That was unbelievable. Even even producer Nick's nodding he said an agreement there. Yeah, um, great catch. But uh, two... I do think that Rodgers, I give him a lot of respect for how open he was um, in that first big press conference at training camp. I think he was very clear about how he felt, where he was at. And, you know, I do think sometimes we let pro sports, we let like the organizations off the hook where everything to them is a business. But with the players, you know, we want them to be more emotionally attached than the organizations uh, allow themselves to be. And lastly, and tell me if you disagree here, Mike, completely, like, uh, you know, you have every right to have your opinion here as a Packer fan. It's one of those things where, like, I hate to say it, but, like, I couldn't blame Rodgers that much for being frustrated to some extent. Like, while everything's great now, like, I, and I do think it's harder to win a Super Bowl than some people give them credit for. I do think there were times where Mike McCarthy and, and even Ted Thompson, to an extent, just didn't want to go, you know, in for it. They were a little... A little uh, conservative uh, in, in a time where they kind of could have pushed some chips onto the table a little more. What what do you think of that?
1: But yeah, I mean, I think you make like a lot of really good points. And yeah, there's some some areas of this whole thing where you know, I totally disagree with him, and some where, like you said, yeah, I mean, he deserves every bit of say. He just wants to have a conversation in the offense. Well, a lot of the teams are doing that around the league, like the Patriots. They did it with mm-hmm. Tom Brady. I'm sure you know uh, Andy Reid is letting Patrick Mahomes have some insight and stuff like that. And what? Well, and Patrick Mahomes only a three, uh, four year guy. Like with Rodgers, he he should be a part of those meetings and stuff. And the fact that he wasn't getting that, yeah, yeah. I mean he has every right to be upset.
0: Um, yeah, and uh, sorry, uh, go ahead. What were you gonna say?
1: Well, no, I was just gonna say. I mean, this is all you got. Packers front offense. You have, you know, Aaron Rodgers. He's the reason why we have, and playing so well for the last uh, yeah. three four seasons. We've got to all the NFC championship is because of Aaron Rodgers. Um, mm-hmm. So you got to listen to the dude um, because after that, Jay Love. I don't know. I don't know if Jay yeah. Love's a guy. I have no idea why we drafted him.
0: Um, neither do I they they drafted him in totally the wrong year I want to make that sense and even though I like the guy too they drafted AJ Dillon far too high in the wrong year like like there was just no reason to spend a second round pick on a running back that year even even if you knew Jamal Williams was going to walk this year like you can just draft running backs much later in the NFL draft and AJ Dillon kind of didn't have that projected value I don't think Mm -hmm. but um, with Jordan Love, the one thing I do find funny is that everybody gave the Packers so much credit for the Rodgers Favre thing. Like in retrospect, like ever since then, everybody's talked about they should do what Favre, what the Packers did, and draft a guy now, sit him a year or two, and then stuff. And then when we tried to do it again, everybody was just like, "Oh my god, what the hell are these guys thinking?" You know, and I mean, Good. people freaked out uh, mm-hmm. kind of when history repeated itself, but. Um. So, so, needless to say, Mike, where you're at right now is a kind of a Super Bowl or bust position with the Packers this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, just from that first game, still kind of haunts me. Of you know, like how, like, are we that bad? Because we looked yeah. that bad that first. The defense game. doesn't that, look good. No, our defense doesn't look good. Our offensive line, like you were saying, is having problems. Um, I kind of liked what they did in the second half. It, like, it might have been an adjustment. Um from Joe Barry where he put Stokes on the outside and Kevin King on the inside, like the slot kind of
0: Stokes had some nice plays today. I, him and King yeah. were at fault for, for the first, uh, complete, uh, touchdown, but, but Stokes yeah, on that I thought, crossing routes thing. yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: I think the problem lies in our pressure. Like we barely got to him in the first half. Now that being said, we got to him real, real nice in the second half there with, uh, I don't even know who it was, but he forced that pick Mm -hmm. on golf late. And then we had, uh, some some fumbles too back there. So I thought Joe should get some credit for the adjustments he made in the second half there. But that first Mm -hmm. half, man, they drove down us like what? Four or five plays and they scored right away. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be saints all over again.
0: Yeah, that was tough. I mean, there, there was definitely a bit and I, I had the, um, Cowboys or I'm sorry, the, uh, the uh, lions in a teaser and i'm pretty sure i missed it by half a point just because i was going to say the line you know it is a divisional opponent and and uh the lions came back against san francisco last last week so i i thought the game was going to be a little closer than it was uh i i, I do give the crack pa- packers credit for kind of putting their their uh foot on the pedal and, and finishing the game strong that actually kind of brings me up to a question I had for you g- give me this Mike well speaking of Mike's what, what was your opinion on Mike McCarthy you, g- give me your thoughts on his tenure with the Packers
1: I, I mean I thought he was a great coach um, for seven of the years and then he mm-hmm. kind of got uh he didn't progress you know <laughs> he didn't change with the NFL
0: yeah great great take
1: thing over and over and over and mm-hmm. over he, he
0: really let the game pass him by. He was running like a mid two thousands West Coast offense in you know whatever year, right. yeah. And and Sorry, before, were like
1: saying? he started doing that last game, yeah. And then mm-hmm. we're like, hey, the Saints have it. They have it figured out. They know what we're doing. You got to do something completely different before. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought a lot of the plays ran today, um, especially the my favorite play. The first half was probably it was a fake screen to Jones off on the left side. And then he hit Tunyon kind of as like, you know, uh, a double screen. And he ran for, for 20 yards. And like, that's the kind of creativity that you want to see with LaFleur. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, back McCarthy, you know, he's gone. And he's having a little bit of success um, in Dallas, honestly.
0: I always uh, made fun of Mike McCarthy because there was nobody who liked to hand the ball off on third or fourth and one up the middle more than Mike McCarthy, no matter the team situation, like mm-hmm. the years where we had banged up offensive lines. If we were going up against the number one run defense in the league, no matter who the running back was, that's famously what ended Jonathan Franklin's career is like, he was a scant back and we tried to run it up the middle with him when we were mm-hmm. missing two uh, starting offensive linemen against a loaded Bengals defense. Right. And he just got blown up in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Were you and Mike, I just aren't the guy. No, was no. Nah, like I, I respect Mike. He won us the Super Bowl. You know, he, he's one of the the pillars of the franchise's history in that sense. But uh I had a Mike. Mc- it wasn't an impression of Mike McCarthy at all. It sounded nothing like him. Nick knows exactly what I'm talking about. But I do this voice whenever I would get angry at Mike McCarthy, and I would just kind of make fun of him for. Be- I mean, Mike McCarthy. Like you know, we were talking about things that weren't and were Rodgers's fault at the beginning of the podcast or earlier. That that famous blown game against seattle aaron Rodgers is playing with a a torn calf muscle and mike mccarthy the coming out of halftime was like trying to kill the clock no matter what like just hand the ball off three times punt there would be years when we like in between ryan grant and and aaron jones where we really didn't have a running back you know a james i mean Eddie. i respect eddie lacy i want to actually make that very clear i love eddie lacy but like you know john Kuhn would get like 15 carries in a game because because mike mccarthy was just convinced that having him run up the middle was going to tire out the defense it was right. asinine right now i i have uh two wrap-up questions here mikey for you tell um. me this First things first, Rashawn Gary. You're a Rashawn Gary guy, yes or no, divisive character in the fan base. Oh, yeah. Big, big, big Rashawn guy. Um, I think he's only getting
1: better. Mm -hmm. Last year, he kind of had a breaking out year towards the end of the year. In this game, he had some nice um, pressures and, Mm -hmm. um, and such because, I don't know, did we miss Zedarius that much? Yeah, maybe a bit in the know. first
0: half, but in the second half, you're definitely right. We had we had some more pressures, stuff like that. So yeah,
1: I think you know it's only upside for Rashawn Gary. I think he's a really good player. Um he's not entering a contract year, is he? No, I
0: not? don't I don't believe okay. so.
1: I, I believe he still has okay. at least another year. So we got already. him for a couple more years. Yeah, I think he'll be really good.
0: Um yeah. I agree. I'm a big Rashawn guy. I think with those sort of like first round draft picks uh, that get made where it's like high floor or or low floor, high ceiling, like, like, you know, oh, he's got to put in the work. Like, you know, it's all based on his athleticism and stuff. I think you normally know pretty quickly if they're like not about it and I'm not trying to say that Rashawn Gary is like, you know, established himself as a star in this league, but with what he's done so far, like I am confident that he, you know, he cares about the game. He wants to get better that that. You know, he's a serious football player and all, in all that senses, you know, right. right. Uh, my last question is, I just wanted to ask uh favorite Packers, any, any all-time Packer favorites that you had from a player's standpoint, any all-time moment thing, things like that.
1: I mean, uh, the miracle in Motown is probably one of my favorite moments, yeah. G, yeah. freshman dorm. Um, just you know, I, I was sprinting out of my uh, out of my dorm room, and these other two Packer fans I have never seen in my life, and I'll never see them again. They sprinted <laughs> and we embraced in the middle yeah. of the hallway, Fucking awesome. and it's that's, just that's, like
0: that's right that now. whole, yeah,
1: right, yeah. that whole um, season. Was a lot of fun with uh, the was the Jeff Janis too? Yeah,
0: that was Jeff the year I had. think we had like no business going to the playoffs. That was that was the that was the Jordy Nelson torn ACL year, and we had oh, no yeah. business going to the playoffs. And we had that game against. See, like that's where I always talk about. Like when some people talk about us not having more. Super Bowls with Rodgers and, like, if what that means about Rodgers. That was the year where he threw those two bombs to Janice against Arizona in the playoffs, like you were talking about, and, like, right. then we lost it in overtime because Larry Fitzgerald ran one for 56 yards, you know? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, yeah. um, in yeah. terms of uh, favorite Packers, um,
1: I mean, I'm an Aaron Rodgers guy through and through, you know, I got mm-hmm. his jerseys and such. But I'm going to go defensive on this one, and I'm going to go Nick Collins.
0: Oh, that's a great pick. Oh, that's 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 talk about a tragedy story right there. Right. Uh, I don't even know. He had to, have, he couldn't have been older than 27 when he retired, when he had to retire. That was that was terrible. Nick Collins was one of those guys where he just that guy just made plays.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That, that guy was the third best safety in the NFL during the Ed Reed, Troy Palomalu prime years. Like that's one of those guys that, that if if he doesn't get hurt, he's a, he's a Hall of Famer probably. He had a pick six in the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, yeah, he did. And he, he did the flipping of the end zone. Yeah. Um, a player that kind of reminds me
0: of him is Adrian
1: Amos. I just
0: think – Yeah. I, I like don't a lot. He, he's he really definitely – Nick Collins maybe made a few flashier plays than Amos, but Amos is is like one of those guys that you can just depend on in the sense that like I don't even mean that in the non-flashy way. Like he he makes big plays too, but like you, you as long as Adrian Amos is on that field, like I'm confident in that safety right. position he's taking up. Like like you don't need to worry about that, you know. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. For myself, I'd probably say I, I was always a big uh, AJ Hawk guy growing up. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, just because, like, I remember the year we drafted him was, like, like you know, uh, I was a Packers fan since birth, same as you. But you know how it goes where, like, you kind of remember those years where, like, you go from, like, watching your dad watch football to, like, you know, really watching it and getting into right. it and, like, knowing things on your own. Like, the year we drafted A.J. Hawk was really when I I kind of reached my football independence in that sense. So I just <laughs> fall in on him. Right. Favorite moment for me, also, and this is probably a very old one too, and this is this is like my my second earliest Packer memory. But it's when mm. uh, Matt Hasselbeck said, "We want the ball, we're going to score," and then Al Harris,
1: Harris,
0: yeah, like that's uh, one of those things. Like I was really young, but like I remember, like I was like in second or third grade or whatever. But mm. I remember freaking out, like like I mean, that's that's literally like pro wrestling style stuff. The guy said, "We want the ball, we're going to score," laughing at his ex stadium, and then on the very first play, threw a pick six.
1: Love to see it.
0: Yeah, you you can't you can't title. even write things like that. But Mike, yeah. uh, I wanted to thank you very much for joining me. This was a pleasure having you. You you added some some real Packer flair, expertise, and some GCU pride to the show. So thank you for that, buddy.
1: All right. Well, hey, thanks for having me, guys. On. Uh, hopefully, I can get on another time.
0: Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll do another uh, Packer episode sometime, buddy.
1: All right. You guys take it easy. Take,
2: take it easy, thanks,
0: Mike. Buddy. You too. Great appearance. All right, Nick. Now that it's just me and you, I know you got to get one. But I just wanted to. Wouldn't it be really funny if we just started like talking shit on Mike as if? Nah, no, he, so really you know, yeah, he, he was, was really sweet.
2: You know, he was great. That's yeah. what I'm saying.
0: Though, like, like I was, I was just gonna transition into our next topic. But yeah, said, like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, now that it's just lot, us, yeah. and you said, "Oh, it is just us." I was like, "Could you imagine?" This is one like, take. People don't understand. That's
2: this fun. is like, uh, what was that movie that was one take? Birdman. This is one take.
0: Birdman or 1917 or the? Oh, I loved that movie. The episode. That episode was awesome. that movie was awesome. My dad didn't like
2: it. I that, love that. See, movie. I'm
0: not a big that was my favorite I always movie say though. I don't like I always say I don't like post-9-11 war movies, and people always get that confused. Granted, that's a confusing thing to say, I get, But like it means that like I don't like movies about you know like the Middle Eastern wars that much. I like, I, you know, um uh Zero Dark 30 is a good movie. American oh, Sniper, I, like I think, is a little either. overrated. I like all but only I enjoyed it too. But yeah. War. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'll watch a million new movies about the old wars. I just think a lot of the Afghanistan, like, war movies are just, it's a lot of the same thing. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Guy sees 9-11, guy goes into war, Night and then war. story happens. Like, I just, I don't know. Uh, it's repetitive. It's the same reason why I don't like uh, mob or boxing movies at
2: like all. Oh, lot those movies. are two types of movies that I love. It.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, but we have less than 10 minutes on this meeting time now. So go ahead, Nick. What is your... Take on the Eagles. You're under 10-minute take on the Eagles. It's week two. You saw them lost. I'm no longer an Eagles hater, as you know, big Eagles supporter. I did bet I you the Niners that. once all you guys the night before at Morgan's Pier were telling me, like, oh, I'm not worried about the Niners. At all. Literally not even thinking about, like, being worried about it. I was like, all right, these guys gone a little too far on the confidence bandwagon, uh, going to come crashing back down to earth. You know, only lost by
2: six, really had an opportunity that, yeah. to of the game. I think that this team is going to be. I said this yesterday because I got I had all the negative, I had all the negativity in my you everybody's all negative. Dude, 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 we're good. We should not be up by 40 points. We shouldn't this Nick Sirianni messed up the
0: game. Hey, don't get me wrong, it was it was, you know, there's gonna be growing pains with the new coach. To be honest, I I don't mean to be put a damper on things. Nick Syrian has looked great. I still I can't like believe that Doug Peterson's not the coach of the It is if you really think about it, like put yourself. 10 years in the past. Talk to 16 year old Nick real it's quick. The, it's the, the anti-mccarthy. <laughs> the coach that won. Yeah, exactly. The coach that won the Eagles a Super Bowl, one of the biggest, you know, it wasn't up there with like the Cubs or the Red Sox. Luckily, yeah, it's like right it's up
2: there. It's like the Lions.
0: I, yeah, I would say I know I would say honestly the Eagles was like number three on that list. I'm sure some like Phoenix Suns fan somewhere was furious, but if before, you're a Phoenix Suns fan, you do not deserve it. As much. I, I think they were like yeah. the biggest Biggest missing out in sports. Not only did this guy win them the Super Bowl, like did were with a backup quarterback. He was pulling strings that whole time. Yeah, thing. no, him.
2: I, I liked him and Jalen's relationship. I don't think they had a bad relationship at all. I, I, I just can, I can't believe that, 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 that he's not the coach anymore. Neither. I. Everybody knows how much I love Coach Coach Peterson. Uh, he's he's one. He's probably my all-time favorite, like Eagles character ever. Like even yeah, above but, like he just showed up for a couple for like years, won eight. the
0: Super Bowl, and was always I got like, for funny. like one more year in Philly than Chip Kelly.
2: Yeah. And Chip Kelly, oh, Chip Kelly went to the playoffs, I think once or twice.
0: No, he, Chip Kelly went to the playoffs twice. Twice, yeah.
2: And then they had that one year where they were like
0: ten and three or something, and they missed the playoffs. Chip Kelly may may have not have been as bad with the Eagles as we think. No, nah, I I just think he he wasn't cut out for the pro. He wasn't. Do you, cut you out. remember how happy though our friend Clyde was when Mike Vick threw that opening touchdown of the uh, Chip Kelly era? I got like, I, I, I never knew he night. cared about football that much. I
2: got it. For many people that listen to the program, I don't know how many do, but I, producer Nick, I'm an ethical vegan, which not many people believe um but i i but my what do you favorite, mean not
0: enough what do you mean not? who denies that you're a vegan
2: i don't know people were like oh this guy he's funny it's like funny guy i don't know his, his producer i didn't know he was an ethical vegan you know like I, that's a strange you've
0: gotten messages from the old disciples before being, no no, like, no, no, no i'm not saying not- no
2: peace and love to everybody but i'm just saying like I, I am like so i got i said i got a michael vick argument last night that's why i said like
0: where it came from oh i give you credit on this stance i agree with those so That's a good stance
2: uh one of my good friends who's also an ethical vegan um she posted about something about Michael Vick and I like about Michael Vick being like a terrible human being and shouldn't be a role model. And I said like, Hey, like, you know, I love you, but this take is wrong. Like Michael Vick is a, is a great man that's paid his debt to society and it does a lot to raise awareness. That's one of
0: those that, yeah, I agree I with I love you. Michael Vick, of those... man. He's, my, he's my probably, opinion of Michael... and,
2: him and, uh, him and Doug Peterson are my two favorite like Eagles characters of all time. His redemption. My opinion so of Michael his,
0: Vick is, is Trey and then also, after this trifold Mike Vick opinion, we have to talk about the new content series we're going to do at the tailgates. But okay. um, my my opinion of Mike Vick is trifold. Number one, uh, you know, it's one of those things like, if you're not Harvey Weinstein or like a murderer or something like that, like part of society and committing crimes and the whole jail thing is like, you pay a debt and then people are supposed to forgive you if you change and act a certain way. That's number one. Two, I agree with the point you always make that it's like Carson Wentz kills a hundred ducks and nobody blacks. I said that when Carson Wentz was them. the quarterback. Like I said that when Carson Wentz yeah. was good. Like I said the same thing, it's the same fucking thing. You can't and then three, I don't mean to be this guy. I'm not trying to get on, on a high horse. I'm not trying to virtue signal. Mike Vick's from a very poor background and he was Look not... Look it up. I was about to say... The dog fighting as a thing. child like, you know what were, i'm saying.
2: like as a child he would get taken to dog fights as a child
0: he actually well it's just passed. one of those things i think like how many ceos like get busted for for all sorts of crime even if they're just white collar financial and we just literally do who not bat an eye at it but it's like mike vick was raised in this bad area like this bad environment with dog fighting and this. then he let somebody it's like impoverished like younger brother who flushed his career away like run dog fights at his house and it's like mike vick's gonna be the new you know the satan like the guy that nobody can forgive forever like I, I just think that you know if you want to not not like mike vick that's you're right but i think yeah, acting you're like, more than welcome yeah but i think acting like he's like some some the criminal the, the, actually like he's al capone
2: you know up, no, what, some like, white
0: women do for dogs
2: mike vick also he helped pass anti-dog fighting legislature in congress um they, they, he also made it he also helped make it illegal to bring a child to a dog fight um but like it's like a felony not wait a, a minute wait a minute
0: wait a minute aren't dog fights illegal to begin with regardless but if it's an extra charge if like if you get
2: caught oh, okay that makes kid, sense you know what i'm saying like it, that it, makes sense yeah so like because he get he got brought as a kid a lot i love michael vick is like one of my favorite like straight up like i'm so glad that he he has an opportunity to be on television and like speak his speak like on like on a national stage because i think that he's a i'm not even kidding i think he's a great man like, genuinely i think he paid his debt to society and i think he's a great man
0: it's a, right, well,
2: the you up. cannot. You a, unless you live an ethical vegan lifestyle where you don't consume fur, you don't consume, you don't consume meat, animal byproducts. I don't want to hear you talk about how Michael Vick
0: is a bad fur. I just don't want to hear it. It's the, well, it, well. Didn't you say that this all started because an ethical vegan was the one like vilifying? Yeah, like but that? but
2: I was gonna say unless that's the only way. I that's the only way I'll even
0: listen. Okay, all right. That's what all I'm
2: right. saying. Like I, I will if you if I got
0: you, you gotta be this tall to ride this ride. You gotta be this is, tall to ride the ride. You that was such have, a tape esque Nick, Nick, give me some credit. That was such a mixed tape analogy on, on my yeah. part there. You gotta be this tall to ride this ride. Grandma uh, sneaking the the white meat on the dark meat on the low. You. you ain't talking this tough to grandma. Rest I ain't of ain't talking this to grandma. Thinking
2: of the lions today. I was thinking
0: about that tweet. Why with the line? Oh, well, Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving. So that's fair. Um, oh, but I was, uh, so wrap up the shot is what to say. Uh, LD is trying to do a big new piece of content uh, called the tailgate instigator. Producer Nick will be videotaping me at the Eagles tailgates in my Packers jersey, just talking to both sides, just talking to both sides, trying to find some common ground, trying, trying to, trying to get to the facts, trying to a little man on the street, a little hard hitting LD at the end of the day. Is an idiot savant and after that he's a blackjack player and after that he's a settlers of Catan player but after that he's a newsman damn it and he's gonna get to the bottom of the news in the pee lot the stories you don't want to hear who's who's hitting the 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 beer luge the hardest you know who's got the little tent that you can pee in discreetly i was gonna say i was gonna say
2: right behind the piss tent
0: Yep. Yep. We're we're gonna be we're gonna be bringing the Philadelphia Eagles tailgate lifestyles to you. Let me know, you guys, if any of you are at the tailgates. If you're gonna need the CLD, I know I have a lot of Philadelphia, South Jersey followers. But thank you guys for joining us for another phenomenal episode. It feels like this was a great episode. It? Yeah, it was very smart. Um, again, wrestling podcast is either not happening this week or happening late. Uh, I'm going to be at Grand Slam Wednesday night. Cannot wait. Um, thank you guys for joining us as always. Thank you, Mike, for coming on and giving a great performance. That's
2: Mike.
0: Yep, Shout out, Mike. Shout out his family, shout, shout out to, to the I was guys.
2: gonna say shout out to his family from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Midwest. Yep.
0: Yep. Mid-, Mid-, Mid you know who else was from Minnesota? Yeah. Shout out to wait, I, I forget real quick at that MLK That's thing. Katie. Did he shout out? It, who, who did he Hedder, shout man. out though? It was, it was George. It was George Floyd, Floyd though, who's from Minnesota. Yeah.
2: May he rest. Genuinely.
0: Shout out him. Shout out his family. That's what David Geddes said at the MLK drop. Yes. I have a drink. Shout (laughs) out him. Shout out his family. All right, guys. Thank you.
2: Take it easy, guys.